A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Here we are, another podcast, another week gone, another race weekend gone. James Whittam and Greg Haynes are with you. Hello. Hi, Greg. Dramatic weekend. Yeah, really. Barcelona World Superbikes. First yeah, of all, I, you know, I'm a bit concerned, actually. Don't, we've had some really nasty accidents again. Yeah, I don't like to start on that yeah. note, but there's been some nasty ones. Listen, you get meetings like that. It's nothing to do with the, the, the circuit or anything. It's the fact that the racing has been really close. The weather was changeable, especially yesterday. Uh, and yeah, we have seen one or two... Um, worse accidents than you usually get in an international sort of race mean so i hope everybody involved is all right yeah me too we've literally just come off uh, as ever so we always apologize for anything that might have come out since we record the podcast and anything we don't know but literally this is our initial reaction following the racing so uh, last time we had a world superbike weekend it was all about magni and the big controversy yep. then we went off to silverstone for bsb that's Perfectly poised now for the showdown, which starts this coming weekend at Alton Park. As for World Superbikes, Barcelona never fails to surprise, does it? We've had three different winners from the three races, again, just as we did last year. Yeah, like I said, a uh, little bit of help from the weather yesterday. Um, but, you know, the champ championship-wise, uh, this is just boiling up into the yeah. perfect kind of storm, you know. And, and the first thing I want to say is, there's been loads said about the did top rack exceed track limits at Magnicourt or didn't he? And you've got an opinion. Everybody's got an opinion. I've got an opinion on how the rules are applied and even the, the, the amount of hard runoff we get on all the circuits anyway. But tons have been said. I don't think anybody's going to get any further by saying any more. So the riders seem to have got over it and so should we. So let's crack on it. I must admit, at this point in time, and it's funny how things change, they only say you're as good as your last race, don't they? And, and emotions change constantly. I actually feel a bit sorry for Kawasaki at the moment because they're they're struggling a bit. And I don't like to see that for anyone. We want everyone to win, don't we, really? We want them all to do well. But it's it's a right challenge for them at the moment after yeah, sixth place I mean, this afternoon. Yeah, and they've had challenges before and they've risen to them. Um, I mean, it's, what, two years ago when uh, we saw, was it 115-point deficit yeah. in the championship? So, yeah, I mean, they've they've got the wherewithal and the staff and the experience and the skills and the rider, more importantly, to to, to come out of this. But, yeah, they, they do seem to be, not against the wall, but certainly having to work really hard. 
What do they do then now, James? How do they regroup? Because they are clearly on the back foot. We know they're suffering with a lack of straight line speed. But yep. then again, would you say the Kawasaki is the slowest bike out there now? We know the Honda and the Duke are really powerful. But I would have said of the factory bikes at the in the first five or six, I would have said yes, yeah. probably. There's not a lot in it. We expect the Ducati to be quick. The Honda's now on the scene as one of the quickest bikes as well, but they've, they've got problems in other areas. Uh, clearly, development um, and track time is an issue for them. Um, but yeah, the Kawasaki definitely isn't the quickest bike out there, put it that way. Well, let's see what Jonathan Ray can do. What is for sure, what is for sure is that is there, if anybody's mentally strong in that world superbike field, it is Jonathan, Jonathan Ray. Ray. Yeah. Um, one you know point, but it's only though, one point as well, One isn't of it? the things we've seen this year is we're how strong mentally Jonathan Ray is and how intelligent and how he works with a team and how he looks at things logically and gets the best outcome of every situation that's chucked at them. But he's up against somebody now in Toprak Razgatlioglu that is of the same kind of ilk if you ask me yes he's mentally strong he's got a good team around him he's got a team that love him he's got it just seems to have the mindset of a champion the, the same as jonathan ray and it's possibly the first time he's been head to head with somebody with the same mindset maybe i think so yeah i really do and i think it's also a further confirmation of what we've said before in that over recent years not only have jonathan ray and perry and the whole Kawasaki team being so good but everybody else was really inconsistent weren't they whether it was Ducati Yamaha everyone nobody could have really been happy with their season's performances and they've all got it together now haven't they the regulations have been stable as well which I'm sure is helping yeah definitely yeah. but Toprak's had a team built around him has he not in the same way Ray has um, you know the way Yamaha has gone in his direction um, yeah, you've got, I mean, you, you've got an asset in your rider. It's possibly your most uh, important and valuable asset when you're as good a rider as Jonathan Ray or, or Toprak. Um, so, yeah, you've got to go the way that your rider wants. What is the point of employing a rider that you think uh, can win a world championship and not giving him the tools to do the job? Every rider is different. What he wants from a machine is slightly different to give him the confidence to go as quick as he has to go. Um so you've got you've got to go with your ride, haven't you? Any other obvious talking points for you, James, before I start firing random questions at you from the weekend? We've seen obviously Tom Booth Amos, I'm not gonna say he ruled out of the title fight, but he is on the back foot now Effectively, in Super Sport yeah. 300. If he was against anybody else in that championship, maybe he could get the, the collarbone pinned, which is gonna to happen tomorrow, we're told. And and ride uh, imagine Right, so Collarbone takes two weeks without any pinning. I've seen riders have it pinned or plated and ride the next day and do reasonably well. When you say it takes two weeks, for what exactly? Naturally healing. Right, okay. Yeah, it's it's a bone that heals pretty quick. A, a, okay. And a, every break of a bone is different. Yeah. But a plain break in the middle of a collarbone is two to three weeks. You can ride after a week. I've done it with no pinning or plating. He's having an operation. Is he going to be at a ride uh, at Ereth? Yes, he is. He's got four races to complete the championship. The uh, because the 300s don't go to the long hauls of Argentina and Indonesia. So they've got four races left to decide this championship. Yeah. He can ride. He's possibly going to do well. However, he's up against uh, a man in the championship this year for the, for the championship, Adrian Huertas, who is not only quick, but the most consistent rider in terms of not getting involved in crashes. And that's the impossible thing to do almost in that class. And having the speed to have most finishers counting the top four or five, and he's won many of them. So when you're up against somebody like that, 
Yeah, it's going to be difficult for Tom. Five races where Tass has had so far this weekend. Five wins, that is. Uh, Barros won on Saturday and Safoglu won first of the season. Bahattin Safoglu on Sunday. Yeah, good ride that because I do feel the Kawasaki has a slight advantage over the Yamaha in that class. I just feel like Wertas has excellent spatial awareness though, doesn't it? Yeah, and if he kid, senses an incident's coming, yeah, he runs a little listen, bit wide to make sure he doesn't get collected, things yeah, like that. The kid's really quick. He's amongst the quickest in that class, possibly the quickest. I would have said Huertas and Tombo, they must possibly, on a single lap on their own on track, would be yeah. the quickest of the riders. But uh, Huertas just doesn't seem to get involved in trouble. In a class when it's almost impossible to stay out of trouble. How can you? There's 20 riders going across the line within a second and a half of each other at the end of a 12-lap race. That is just unbelievable. And it's also <laughs> a class where you are rewarded for riding aggressively. Many riders can ride these bikes to their limit. They're running low power. Uh, they're on controlled tyres. They can't do a lot with the suspension. They can't do a lot with the chassis in terms of altering it and getting it to how they want it and making a, a difference that way. So... It's going to be close. And and consequently, it always ends up being a little bit of a lottery. And to get the best out of every lottery every weekend is almost impossible. And Adrian Huertas has done that. Quick word on World Supersport. Krumanaka yeah. wins again on Luca Bernardi's bike. And then we had a win for Manu Gonzalez. Picked his way through. You have to feel for Rafael De Rosa. Thule was up there. Great to see three marks on the podium. Although for me, James, without sounding too negative here, um, it was the failure of the Evanbrose team and Steve Odendahl collectively to pick up the points while Agatha yeah. was away this weekend. Yeah, they went out just before the Superbike race uh, yesterday and it rained and then it stopped raining. Then it started raining again. It was a, a really messy race. Remember, we are flag-to-flag racers in uh, Supersport and Superbike classes, so... If it rains, you've got to come in and change your tyres if you think that is a thing to do. It kind of rained and then stopped raining. Everybody came in, well, most came in and changed tyres. About four or five didn't. They continue with the slicks. Um, because they don't want, especially in the super sport class, uh, where they're not as sophisticated in terms of machines and quick change wheels and some of the teams are less funded than others and they don't want the teams to have to be able to go and spend a load of money on converting that bike to something you can change the wheels in 20 seconds. Uh, they give them a minimum time they've got to be in the pit lane so that everybody has the time to change those tyres properly with the original fittings that most people have. Um, so there's no point changing your tyres and changing your wheels for your wet tyres in 10 seconds. If you've got to stay in the pits, uh, it was 1 minute and 31 seconds, I think, pit lane into pit lane out. So you get it done in the required time. You wait for your time so you're not going out early if you go out early you've got a five set five times if, you, if you're two seconds out early it's times you by five that's 10 seconds you added onto your race time so th there is a, a vast penalty for going out early for some reason and this is the most experienced and savvy team in that super sport class the evan bros decided to send odendale out four and a half seconds early yeah 25 like seconds nearly yep. 24 seconds so yeah, a bit unusual that because they are a savvy team and an experienced team and an intelligent team. Yeah, really, really surprising. Now, we're in a bit of a rush today. Honesty as always on this Full Throttle podcast. So yep. we're going to we're gonna fill with a few interviews, a bit of talking from us. But uh, let's listen in, first of all, to the top three from the super bike race this afternoon. And what a great decision by the Ducati guys to go on the harder tyre. Everybody else on the softer one. And they really did suffer with front and rear, actually, didn't they, in the closing stages. Here they are, then the top three. Michael Rinaldi wins again. Second for Toprak Razgatioglu. 
Thank goodness he didn't have one more lap to do for his sake. And then Scott Redding third. Michael, what a great win there. Well done, your second of the season, but a fantastic race. Well done. Thank you very much. I'm so happy about the race. Uh, yesterday, when the rain starts in the grid, I was so upset because I knew we had the pace in the dry, but we finished with the podium, but today I want more. The problem was uh, the tile choice. Everybody was with the soft, but uh, last year I lose a lot last lap, so I decided to push with the hard, and it works. I, I have a drop, but less than everybody else, so a really smart choice. And the team support me, we made a great job and I'm so happy to, to win. Um, you were saying at the beginning of the weekend that you'd found something with your base setting. So do you feel like when we go to Jerez, uh, uh, another good improvement? Uh, Jerez, fortunately, is a track uh, that I like. It's good for the bike, good for my riding style. So I hope to start uh, where we, fin we finish today uh, or in top positions. Uh, but we have to work in the other tracks like Manicourt or Navarra that are so hard for my riding style and for the bike. So, yeah, well, for my bike because Scott has won. So we will work harder and uh, we will see what happens. Hey, well done, Michael. Thank you. Ciao. Top rack, a fantastic ride there. Well done. You now lead the championship by one point. Well done. Thank you very much strange championship because uh, every race is changing and today I try win but uh, after I pass Michael and the rear tire big drop and after he pass me again and he go alone and I fighting for second position because uh, today I'm very lucky because we don't have one more lap and uh, I'm not possible uh, podium I see and but yeah I'm happy and also in Perez we try also again fighting for a win. Can you sum up your whole weekend? Not easy weekend for me also yesterday, you know, technical problem, electronic problem. And uh, normally I'm first time wet condition I go to win, but uh, it's bad luck for me. And today also short race. Uh, Start and after red flag and last five laps I fighting also with Johnny first lap and I go white and maybe one more lap I win again but anyway we are happy uh, again podium and thanks to my team because incredible job this weekend we are working really really good and also improve every free practice every race and I'm really happy. Well done top rank. Thank you very much. Scott what a brilliant ride well done mate. Yeah, well, what a ride. <clears throat> got off to the first start, perfect, got away, I thought lovely, felt good, red flag. I thought, oh, second starts on these ain't great, second start wasn't great, got bashed back, <clears throat> tried not to lose my call. Cool. Uh, I knew we was one of the two with the zero, um, so we didn't have nothing in the beginning. To be fair, I had good pace midway through, but I just couldn't get past Alvaro. I was trying to come out the slipstream back and back. Then I tried making a few moves, but I'm just, I was pushing the front tyre so much. Um, and when I got to lock, I thought, I've got to get through, because if Alvaro passes me again, you know, it's done. Um, and now the bike felt, you know, okay. I just rode like, in the end, yesterday I got to a point, I thought, you know what, flip the switch. If you go down, you go down. I'm not going to finish where I am. And it kind of paid off. It ain't always going to work, but I ain't always going to have that situation. So, good to get on the podium. I said before the race, top five, I walk away happy. So third with that pace, happy with that. You've had a really decent weekend, really, haven't you? Yeah, I've been bad. It's been, been up and down, you know. It, it's had goods and it's had real bad, so... For somewhere that we struggled quite a lot, 
come away quite happy with that, to be fair, you know, so we'll settle with that. Shame about the Super Pole race, because I think, again, could have been top five, um, and then I would have had the pace to go with them guys, but, you know, it happens, um, and that's it, so thanks. You worked hard again, Scott, well done. Yeah, thanks, guys, thanks for the support. <laughs> and Scott Redding, of course, won the first race on Saturday. Now, this is a bit of a weird one, because in a second, James, we're going to play in Jonathan Ray's interview, which we have not yet heard, because by the time this goes out, it would have been edited. Uh, but it looked like front tyre, we think, was the biggest struggle. Yeah, I think um, I think in front tyre, I think he was having problems pretty much from the off with his front end grip. Didn't seem confident on the brakes, and we know how good he's on the brakes. He's possibly the only man in the field on equal terms who can challenge top rack on the brakes, and sometimes. Uh, and he seemed to be struggling with that front end to me. And for sure, he would have had rear problems as well because everybody else on that softer tyre did. Here he is, Jonathan Ray. Jonathan Ray, where do you start on a day like this? Do you start with the good from the Super Bowl race or the struggle <laughs> in race two to sixth position? Well, I think we should start just the, the weekend as a whole. It's uh, been quite disappointing. You know, we didn't capitalise on opportunities. I feel like uh, yesterday we made some mistakes. Super Bowl race was a consolation. Um, but today I really struggled in the, in the heat. To, to stop the bike you know really getting pushed from the rear something we hadn't really experienced during the, the free practice too when I did the long run in very similar conditions I'm not sure how dramatic the the rain conditions yesterday affected the, the track and the grip level but I was really on the struggle bus uh, right at the end of the race my tyre drop was similar to everybody else but just in the middle I was too slow so uh, definitely work to do we'll put our heads together and, and try and um, try and be stronger in them areas but I feel like out and out pace this weekend has been quite good just uh, just in the hot conditions in race 2 we we really suffered so at the afternoon then in race 2 obviously use the X tyre the super soft compound earlier in the season we tended to see you up for the harder tyre Today was a day where it could have gone either way, but obviously opted for the softer tyre. Was this a decision you regretted during the race, or was it one that you didn't have much choice with? <laughs> Good question. You know, it was uh, probably in the middle of the race I regretted that choice, to be honest. Um, I'm not sure what was the right choice if I stand back, because I never did you know, 19, 20 laps with, with uh, zero. But um, I really felt it would have kept together better. I could probably have attacked a bit more. Um, I went into tyre management quite early, uh, also changing electronic modes on my bike and trying to understand you know, how to get life out because I, I expected more top rack to come back to me in the end. He was coming a little bit, but uh, he was too far up the road. So, yeah, we just, we just missed out that middle part of the race. So it's hard to say if I regret it or not. It uh, would have been a pretty ballsy move to, to go with it because all info and all everything was pointing to the 557, the soft tyre that most of the grid ran. Um, but the race winner was on the SC0, so maybe we missed a trick there. Well, let's look at something else that was a bit ballsy, the start of the Super Pole race, especially whenever it was the five-lap Super Pole race. Yeah. Just talk us through that battle with Top Rack as well. <laughs> I like that. We'll finish on a high. Uh, it was nice, you know. Um, you know, off the line we came together. Uh, into turn one, I lost a lot of, I lost track position, and then, um, you know, I, lap one was mental. You know, I felt like every apex I was going to, he was just there, and I didn't want to like lean on him and squeeze him, so I was giving him enough room. But in five, I had a lot of traction. My bike was really good off five. So down the hill into seven, I thought, oh, I've got track position, and I went in and I could feel, <laughs> I could feel him there again. 
So I just rode around the outside and then up the hill we, he was on the curve and had a moment and lost track position. So from that moment I just put my head down uh, very constant, tried to tried to go away. It was five laps and uh, or f yeah, five laps and uh, we got it done. So probably more a race of who wanted it most and who was clever with setup or whatever because it was just a five lap dash for cash. Obviously enough, we're through nine rounds of the championship, 27 races, only a point between yourself and Top Rack. Going to Hareth next, obviously that's a track where Yamaha's gone well in the past, you've had a lot of success, and then Portimao as well at the end of the triple header. This is crunch time in the championship, but these are two tracks you've got to look forward to. Yeah, definitely. Like we said, um, I said before I came here, these three weeks would really define the championship. So uh, yeah, good, good track for us. We've done a lot of testing there. But albeit in cold conditions in the winter time, so let's see what we face there. I, I enjoy the track. Portimao is another great track for us, and also Argentina. You know, a few weeks later, so this is going to be a really intense part of the championship, and hopefully we can capitalise on all the opportunities that come. Thanks, Johnny. Cheers, man. Yeah, back to the drawing board then, perhaps for Kawasaki. Axel Bassani, what a great weekend. Shaky Burns said it was his rider of the weekend, Axel Bassani. He's a lovely guy. We've had, uh, what was it now? I think I said it was 12 podium finishes now this year. Yep. Uh, with Bassani, second place. He nearly won the race on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, great ride. And, Amazing. And I think that's, we're, we're talking about what teams are going where with riders. Yeah. Pardon me. And um, <laughs> for me, he just hasn't done enough to end up in the full factory team next mm, year. Mm. Um Maybe a good thing, though, in a way, just to keep him with the private team maybe. for another yeah, year. The bike yeah. looks good. It certainly looks sharp for speed down the streets. I know there's more to it than that. Um, but I, I like I like him. Yep, always got a smile on his face. And he'll have a bit of a go, won't he? So. Yeah, and listen to this great interview, too. Here he is with Anthony Nelson from Dorna on Saturday. You can't help but smile when you listen to this. Axel Bassani, an absolutely incredible day for you here. Your first podium and second place here in race one at Catania. Tell us a bit about that race. Yeah, I'm amazing feeling. I'm very, very happy. Uh, now, I don't know what, what happened, but uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, hope yes, but... Uh, yeah, I, I'm very happy. Very, very difficult race. Very difficult condition because this is the, the first time uh, at uh, Barcelona this year with the rain. So for all the the ride, it was difficult. But I try to stay focused. Uh, it's the first time for me uh, to stay with uh, the Johnny Topra. So very strange <laughs> feeling. But uh, I, I want a lot of the, this result and. Uh, I'm very happy. I, I, so I say thank you to all my team, my family, all the guys uh, follow me. So nothing. I'm very, 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 very happy. You mentioned battling with Johnny and battling with Toprak, particularly with Toprak. We saw you several laps where it was just one turn, you passed him, the other turn, yeah, you yeah, passed yeah. him. Talk a bit about the experience of fighting uh, with those two riders, the championship contenders in a rookie season. Yeah, for me, it's important because... Uh, is necessary for growing up so yeah very difficult for first lap with the top rack because uh, every corner we overtake so nah, but uh, so for me is uh, is a good thing and uh, nothing I'm happy I, I don't have uh, a lot of work but I, I, I'm only happy well looking forward to tomorrow because you've been extraordinarily wet here today but this season we've seen huge step forward in the dry conditions yeah. as well how do you feel going into tomorrow's races starting yeah. with a Super Bowl race 
Yeah, tomorrow uh, is, is dry, I think. So, no, in the dry, uh, we have uh, a good pace. And uh, I think we, we are at 8th uh, position, 6th position, 7th position. So, nothing. We see to tomorrow. Today is today. And uh, I try to enjoy the day. And uh, tomorrow I, I start to, to think uh, at the Super Bowl race and race too. <laughs> Just one final question. We, you told us in Park for me the last that last lap is really emotional for you. You still set your fastest lap of the race there, but tell us a bit about what was going through your mind in those final few turns. In the, in the last lap, I started to, to crying and uh, a fantastic lap, but uh, the, there was the Michael behind me and started to arrive at me, but... Uh, Nothing so so emotional lap and uh, after the finish line I start to to enjoy uh, <laughs> urlare in, in, in Italian urlare <laughs> so nothing I'm very happy I'm very happy huge congratulations Axel thank you bye <laughs> Axel Bassani what a great guy Alra Batista uh, he was another rider shaky and JT mentioned in the studio with Matt. Yeah. Really strong podium in the sprint yep. race, and he nearly got another one. He just missed it by a tenth or so in yep. race two. Finally, it seems like Honda are making an impression. Yeah, I think they're making progress. They've tested there, remember? Uh, they tested there in really hot conditions. Yes, yes. And uh, went really well. They felt, as a team, that the track was not dirtier, but a lot more rubber from a car race that happened a couple of weeks ago. And there was, you could see it. I mean, there certainly was more rubber. Yeah. It wasn't exactly on the bike racing line, but you have to cross it a couple of times to be on the bike race line uh, for a, a car race, uh, for, for the car rubber. Um, but yeah, making progress. Uh, I think Leon wasn't too far away at times either. I think his pace looked really quite good. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's it would be nice to see Honda somewhere near the front again. Uh, now, there wouldn't be any point in us speculating over injuries, but we know Tom Sykes had a nasty accident this afternoon. By the time this goes out, I'm sure you will have all been online and checked what the situation is. All we can do, James, is wish Tom Sykes the best. A head yep. injury, suffered concussion, uh, but he was conscious when they took him to yeah, the medical that, centre and then that's hospital. That's a good thing. He, he, he slid off and he was clobbered by uh, Lucas Myers, yeah. um, who was a little bit worried about him himself. He ran over and, and to see if he, he could do anything himself. Uh, the marshal took a long time to to move Tom. The ambulance drove really slowly. All kind of bad signs, really. However, uh, he's uh, he's conscious apparently and talking to the medical staff. And we wish him all the best. He's a big, strong bloke. Is is Tom? The same for everybody else injured. There's been a few, unfortunately, over the weekend, including uh, Chas Davis and a marshal, a lady marshal, on Friday. I'll be back with the podcast next week after Alton Park BSB. James won't be with us on the podcast. Uh, Whitam, that is. Tozen will because he's commentating with me on Hereth World Superbikes. James, you're going to be at Alton. Really quick thing, last thing before you go, you're taking a couple of beautiful motorcycles with you, aren't you, to Alton Park? Yeah, um, McCams are having, well, Yamaha UK are having a, at the McCams uh, hospitality unit, are having um, a, a display of classic racing Yamahas. They want them in the classic racing colours, the white and red. Um, so there's about six or eight of us in the paddock all taking along some old, mainly two strokes, to be honest. So I'm taking a, a TZ750 and a TZ250, an 86250 and a 78750. Uh, and we're going to fire them up and make a bit of smoke and they're having a parade on track, et cetera, et cetera. So if you are going to Alton Park BSB, it, it'll be a really nice thing to go and have a little bit of a look at. Are they the red and white livery as well? Oh, yes. Thought they would be.
James, thanks for everything. I know you're in a rush. You've got to go and pick someone up. Thanks for everything. I'll see you soon. Yeah, I'm not quite sure when I'm going to see you again, actually, because we've got uh, BSBs and World Superbikes. But see you when I see you. We'll speak in the meantime. And we'll be back with the podcast next week. JT will be with myself. We'll also be bringing you some updates from Alton Park BSB. Watch out. The next live action is Friday Free Practice from Jerez for the World Superbike Championship on Friday. We will see you then. 